Welcome to the IME Community Podcast, where self-love is your superpower to achieve your weight and life goals and make your mark in the world. Your host is Dr. Carla, activist MD. If you're a teen who's looking to revolutionize your health and can't wait to follow your dreams, welcome to the IME Community. to have my amazing friend, uh, Leah Carrera, who I've been such a close friend with for the last almost 20 years, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And Leah and I have connected on um, so many levels. And uh, most importantly, I have had the honor and privilege, um, one of the honors and privileges of my life has been to uh, be the pediatrician for her beautiful daughters, um, Gabby and Gigi, and we're going to be talking about Gigi today. And it it may be a, a happy and a sad podcast and YouTube video to watch, but I want to tell you all that, um, just give you a little warning, we're going to be talking about child loss in this um, podcast, and we're also going to be talking about child magic and her, um, Gigi's magical message. So, so knowing that, Leah, actually, uh, let's have you tell us a little bit about yourself, okay. kind of us, and then I just want to hear and tell our audience all about Gigi. Okay, perfect. My name is Leah Carrera, like Carla said. Um, I live in Lincoln, Nebraska. I've been a stylist for 20 years. I'm a mom of two beautiful girls, Gigi and Gabby. I've been with Rob for 13 years. Um, We've got three crazy dogs and yeah, just living the dream, I guess you could say, as far as like doing what I love and having people I love around me. Um, About Gigi, she was diagnosed with pediatric brain cancer um, at age seven. She survived for 17 months and passed um, right before her ninth birthday. Um, she actually said to me one day, um, because she was so positive and she did really guide the entire journey, um, when she had cancer, she actually said, I, I actually really feel bad for kids that don't have cancer. And I said, what, what, what kid would even say that? And she's like, mom, I get to do all these trips. People buy me presents. I get to do all these amazing things and everybody thinks I'm so cool. So her whole view on everything was completely different. It was every step of the way, even when it was so bad, it was so positive. She like really um, deepened my faith because she had such a deep faith. That's why my faith is so much deeper now because she was never mad or angry at any of it, which was beyond me because she went through, through some like horrible things. She had two brain surgeries within one month. Um, seven weeks of radiation where her hair never grew back. Um, when we tried to do chemo, she had, um, a brain bleed. She had strokes several times a day towards the very end. She was in a diaper. 
um, 100% blind, had gained 30 pounds within two months, when was in a wheelchair, but none of it stopped her. We still walked the runway. She did a speech in front of the home, the whole team Jack Gala, unprompted, just wanted to, um, and just wanted to be the star of the show. And she was just such a cool kid, such a cool kid. I really wished I would have had many more conversations with her. Um, and she loved adult humor. So yeah, <laughs> it was so strange for a kid. She loved adult humor and she understood adult humor. And most people would even say like, it's like she's an old soul. I've never met her, but I talk about her often or I still get people that message me. They're like, you know, Gigi really touched my life and I never even met her. It's, it's the craziest, coolest thing that if you do have to go through something so horrific, I had a cool kid to do it with at least who guided me and reassured me constantly like, mommy, you're doing the right thing. That was the right decision, even when it was really hard and really difficult. Because for me, I am the only legal parent that can make life-changing decisions. And it's one thing to have an adult that has cancer that's like, you know what, I'm not doing any treatment or I am doing treatment or I'm going to Colorado or I'm doing whatever. And then it's another thing when you as a parent are making life and death decisions every step of the way, every day for your child that could potentially kill your kid. It is, that was probably the hardest thing, um, more so than just the physical exhaustion of being a full-time worker and parenting and taking your doll over treatments in Omaha. So that's just, I, I just, it's been a wild ride. It's been an incredibly hard ride, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about life. I learned a lot about living life and not, you know, not having, not necessarily regrets, but just doing it and doing it afraid. Um, and the squeaky wheel always gets the grace. She would like, she wanted to do something every single day. She would hound me and hound me and hound me. And she was blunt enough to even ask the governor if he had a tailgate and if we could go. And he's like, yeah, sure. And we went. Yeah. So like, it, it's, it's pretty cool. It just, you just gotta be bold. I learned a lot of, a lot about life. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back, um, one of the reasons why we're having this podcast is to talk about this amazing book, The Magical Everywhere, that was written to, that I wrote, and um, my good friend Jill Dreyer is the illustrator. She's an amazingly, brilliantly talented uh, artist and writer and musician herself, and we all worked together to get Gigi's magical message out. And just a little bit of background, too, is that I um, met Gigi, well, we were both pregnant, with um, Leo was my hairstylist and we were both pregnant at the same time. Um, I was me with Andrew and Leah with Gigi and I was Gigi's pediatrician. And she started to have um, these little birthmarks. I remember you coming in mm -hmm. and saying, well, she keeps getting these birthmarks. And I just remember my heart sinking because I knew that those were little cafe au lait spots or what those are called. And that's pretty um, indicative of something called neurofibromatosis one. And um, that's what Gigi ended up having and which predisposed her to having the brain cancer, unfortunately. So 
And it really complicated all of our treatments. With every treatment we did, there was a 50-50 chance it was gonna go south and most likely it was going to go south. So that's why we started with the radiation and we're like, okay, let's cross our fingers and just hope nothing happens. We're not even gonna throw chemo into it because one thing is already bad enough. And then what ended up happening, we finished in June and then in December, um, she actually ended up with radiation necrosis, which is the dead cancer cells that just didn't dissipate. And they grew actually faster than cancer sometimes could. And it was in a spot we, we couldn't do surgery. So it wasn't even, it was just it, that initial NF1 complicated everything moving forward, everything. Yeah, because the condition is is due to, they have, uh, it's genetic and it's rare, but then it's also rare to get the cancerous tumor. The actual cancer, yeah. not just a- yeah. Benign yeah. tumors, but yeah. right. she, um, had they lack a tumor suppressor gene so then tumors can grow and cancer can grow easily so mm -hmm. the treatments yeah like you said exacerbated it so one of the things that Gigi wanted right was to be famous and like you said yep. she did um she did everything she she pushed and pushed and yes. it's amazing things you did as a family going through this journey mm -hmm. um so tell us a little bit about those well, um, where do we start? We've rode in a yellow Lamborghini. Like I said, we walked the runway. She did radioathons. If there was ever an event that came up, we were doing it. Um, most of the time they'd be like, oh, you know, your immune system, maybe you should stay home. And I was like, no, if we're going to be in this situation, we're either going to volunteer and give back. I I think that was probably the best thing that we could have done considering our horrible situation we were in to give back to other people. Cause then the focus is not on you. Like we already know how bad it was going through the process, but to be able to go and give back was so cool because then the focus is off of you and you do realize, you know what? We live in a great neighborhood. We still love each other. We're not abused, you know, like, yes, it's bad, but we have great insurance. We know the right doctors. So we were still incredibly blessed. And I really wanted to make sure my kids understood, like, it's not always about you, even when you are sick. Mm. And that was so cool because it just, it gave us life. It gave us something to get up for, something to go and do. Um, that, was, that was probably the coolest. Um, what else have we done? We already walked the runway. Um, we went on two separate trips. We went, did the Make-A-Wish to the Bahamas. She went, she actually wanted to be in a shark tank, like dipped into the ocean in a tank and had the sharks swim with the sharks and Make-A-Wish was like, no, we'll do adult interaction. We have some, some guidelines here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we did that. And then we did, um, that was in the Bahamas. We did a NICU trip to California. That was actually our very last trip that we took. And the very last day, which is so heartbreaking, she like couldn't see. Like I remember her like trying to find her food on her plate and she couldn't. So it was like so great that we were able to see Disney before she lost her eyesight. Like literally two days prior, she saw Disney and then she wouldn't have been able to even see Disney. So I mean, I knew I didn't have a lot of time. I just, as a mom, felt it in my gut. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we have got to do everything. And 
you know, when she passed, it was kind of, it's kind of funny. Rob and I's relationship is hysterical because he's a smart butt and so am I, and it just, it works. So the morning after she had passed, he's like, you know what? You're kind of a spaz. And I said, what? Like bad timing. What are you talking about? And he said, you're kind of a spaz. You're kind of all over the place, but I'm so thankful you are because I can honestly say our daughter died doing everything. Mm -hmm. You did not say no once. You were always like, whatever she wants to do we're doing it. We're going there. No questions. We will make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I know people that are in their nineties that haven't done anything with their lives. Yep. They haven't touched anybody. Um, either. I mean, even saying hello, Gigi would constantly ask people, hello, how are you? You look beautiful. Mm-hmm. And just people smile. It just to be around that was so cool. Yeah. And you know, she was just, doing it and touching people's lives and going and living regardless of being in a wheelchair, having a diaper and being hundred percent blind. So we just did like not role reversals, but switched it up. So if you lose your eyesight, what do you have? You've got smell and you've got touch. So we went to the zoo and I had had a client that let us go behind the scenes and we did like a touch feel interactive zoo visit instead of I can physically see the zoo. We're going to go into the smelly things. We're going to do different things. So we really tried to like bend and mold because well, one, we had no other choice to bend and mold. Mm -hmm. And you had to think on the fly because literally every single day, something new was changing. So, I mean, we just switched up how we lived. It was it like, it kind of worked or like she would ask me, nonstop how to, um, what time it was because she was blind. Now she can't see. So I got her a little thing where she could press it herself and she could know what time of day it is any time of day. Cause when your lights are out, you don't know what time, time of day it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we did. You everything. just that you adapted to everything. Yes. With like we adapted to get her to live her life fully as fully. Yes, as absolutely. In every moment as possible. And she loved being on the news. Yeah, she was on the news a lot. (laughs) (laughs) She was on the news a lot. (laughs) And on the radio. And on the radio. Yeah. She Mm -hmm. she wanted to be famous. She wanted to be famous. So I was trying to make it happen. (laughs) You did. You did. You made it happen. And that was one of the reasons why, like, as a poet, I wrote the poem for her, Magical Gigi, because I was thinking about her, that this book, The Now, is... um, the magical everywhere is based on. So if you go to the imecommunity.com website and click on IME books, then you can find the magical everywhere. And a portion of all proceeds go to benefit child health uh, nonprofit organizations, the kind just so great with the kind that Gigi was advocating yes. for like make a wish. And, and I know that um, your family was just so beautiful. Like you said, about thinking about others and having gratitude, despite the trauma mm-hmm. you're going and so there's um, a lot of other organizations that we can really help out when we um, have folks um, share Gigi's magical message through purchasing the magical everywhere. And yes. so, so when I wrote the poem, Magical Gigi, my thought was that she would be able to, just thinking of her going around the world, 
um, to each of the continents and collecting a letter that would spell out a word that would really perfectly describe her, which was magical. And so it was <clears throat> such a cool thing because whenever I write a poem, I always, um, it's, it's the person. So it was hers right away. And um, so then it became a little bit challenging. I promised you I'd turn it into a book, which took us a while, and then figured out how to get it illustrated and then reached mm -hmm. out to Jill Dreyer, again, brilliant illustrator, artist, writer, musician, to be the illustrator. And one of the magical moments of creating the book was when we had our first meeting with Jill and she asked all about Gigi. And do you remember mm -hmm. that, Leah? I do. I do. Mm -hmm. So tell me some of the things you remember from that. Cause I have like some of the um, cool things were um, just having Gigi be the narrator of the book. Yeah, we switched that up because initially Gigi was the focus. And although Gigi really wanted to be famous, she wanted the spotlight to actually be on other people. So she used her big presence to get the attention and then she would shift it. It was the coolest thing to be around, the coolest thing. But that's why I was like, I don't think she should be the focus of the book. I think it would be better if she was more the guide of the book, like as in the narrator and guiding rather than she is the focus. I also like her paintings were so beautiful and so vibrant. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's the biggest thing I really want is she was a loud personality a very loud personality and she liked um, super bright colors, um, was super energetic, all those things. So I really wanted to make sure that the essence of who Gianna was, was in the book without her being the, like, just if you open it, you're like, yep, this is Gigi. Absolutely to a T. Mm -hmm. Bright, vibrant, full of like random little knowledge things because she was super intelligent. And she loved that, like the fact that the magical part, there's words that are bigger and brighter and they spell magical. Like, so if, you, if you're paying attention, you'd catch that. And Gigi would love that too. So um, she just really captured everything. But too, to just, we knew Jill when Gigi was sick. So it's kind of cool to have people in your, your space Mm -hmm. So not only did Carla write this book and Jill illustrate it, but Carla has been in my life for 20 years. I've done her hair, I've done her kids hair. I've seen yeah. her family grow. And then Jill knew Gigi. So she even got a glimpse of Gigi and her personality prior to her passing. And then to come together, to put a book together, we all knew her. So mm -hmm. my perspective is not going to be Carla's or Jill's, but you guys get it. And then it just kind of reiterates it together. So it, it creates just such a cool connection, I think. Yeah. Because it's different when you don't know the person or to really understand who that person is. But even so, like just her asking more questions to really, I think that's the, an art, a true artist to really get the background on it and understand what you're doing these photos for or what essence you're trying to capture. She, she did it. She nailed it. Yeah, she did. And one of the cool things too, I think is the last page. That's um, my favorite. Can yeah. you go, go back home or this? Yes. One? Yes. 
with Gigi on it. And every I, time I see it, I cry every I single time, Carla. I know. I know. Because she did such a good job mm -hmm. of capturing her, like, to the point that if I open up the book and I go to the last page, I will instantly cry. Like, it doesn't matter what time of day. Like, she nailed it. She captured it. And that's actually in our um, backyard. So I am currently in her was bedroom. And um, I spent a lot of time in here when she was sick. Like a lot of time and it kind of turned into a collecting of dust and everything in here and we just decided you know what we're going to turn it into closet it's fine we're going to do it because that's what she would have wanted and we're going to do it yeah but her window I'm in here every single day and I feel her presence her window faces this backyard area that in the back page she's running through there was a back field out here and every day I get to be in here with her and I just, I love it. And I get to stare out back where she's running in the last page because they end up back in Lincoln, Nebraska, which I think is the coolest part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's great. She, she got it. She got it spot on. I remember when you came into the salon, you're like, okay, the book is done. Here's the last page. And I was like, ah! yeah, cry face. Yes, of course. I mean, it's such a mixed bag. I know it's, um, we appreciate you sharing your story. I know it's so traumatic, but you're doing it for Gigi and, and absolutely encourages for the love that you have for Gigi and that you feel and it's so palpable. And um, I think the cool thing about the book too, is how much I've heard from people who have had the book and who um, tell stories about how beautiful they think the book is. And I sent the book to one of my life coach friends and she, her son wanted to know all about Gigi. And so, I mean, just wanted to know more and more about her. So what were well, some I love the, it. Yeah. What were some of the fun things she liked to do? That she liked to do? Um, she loved to dance. Um, every day she wore either a red pair of heels or a pale pink pair of heels. She even went hiking at Mahoney State Park. We stopped there one time on the way back from treatment. And she went hiking in those. Um, she loved everything crazy. She never had coordinating socks ever. Um, dancing. She was, like I said, she was super intelligent. So we would always joke around because we'd go in Gabby's room across the hall and she'd be watching like SpongeBob and there's five years difference. And then you come in here and Gianna be watching like Swamp Monsters or a brain surgery, like on a YouTube before she lost her eyesight. Um, and even like when she was gonna have her craniotomy, she's like, mom, it's not that big of a deal. You know, they just take this thing. And they, I was like, oh my, like she wanted, she wanted, she, to know she's everything. Like, she wanted to know everything. Um, but yeah, it didn't matter what it was. She was mostly skipping. If you ever saw her, she was usually skipping. <laughs> um, yeah, same dance do every, I mean, if there was an opportunity to do something, she would want to do it. She never sat still, um, had curly, crazy hair. I actually preferred her bald because her hair was so unruly. <laughs> and then she would like, make herself have the stupidest haircuts just to upset me like because she 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 was a jokester and so like if she knew something bothered you she would definitely do that and she loves pranks oh my gosh she pranks her and rob together the pranks were so bad <laughs> double trouble so bad. yeah yeah 
totally. Tell us a little bit more about like your people you found, like, you know, Mr. Rogers says, find your helpers. Like, and I'm always big on pushing, like creating community and yes. being your own helper. And I mean, you were definitely an advocate for Gigi and had to speak up. And then you mm -hmm. have a community, like a village of people who really love Gigi. And so the, and you know, other people may find this to be true and some may not. So what we had found is um, family was not reliable at all. Not even family that lived locally. Um, they were the first to bail, basically. Um, so there are a lot of people that really do want to help. The problem most of the time, I feel like, is the parents being stubborn and saying, no, we got this, we can handle this. They're drowning, you know, they're drowning in overwhelm of work, uh, medical situations, all the things. And they're like, no, we got this. They don't want to accept help. They do not want to accept help because mm -hmm. they think it's like, I don't, I don't know what they think it is, but they think the wrong thing about that. So I finally was like, listen, I need help. If anybody wants to help, <laughs> please do. I mean, we have the the Clefcorn lunch lady who happened to be my client come and watch her one day because I was desperate for somebody to watch Gigi and she I remember Gigi going who's gonna watch me and I said Marla and she goes the lunch lady at school I'm like yep the lunch she's lady our, at she's a part of our village <laughs> she's a part of our village she's watching the other day <laughs> so like you, and you just, probably don't have to eat school lunch when she's here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, I just really learned the power of asking for help. Now, some of those people, I never even met them. Yeah. I had a lady drop off baby gates and I was doing a talk to text on the way back from Omaha one day. And I had said, I need you to get two baby gates. And because I was driving, I couldn't edit the talk to text. And I ended up with 10 baby gates. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even meet her ever. Like she mm -hmm. just wanted to help and she would email me and she would before food delivery. Cause that was before Uber eats. That was before grocery delivery. Um, and they did not have child, um, grocery carts. They had adults, you know, for the adult to drive, but they didn't have a situation where you had an 82 pound baby mm -hmm. who's blind and needs a wheelchair to get groceries with. Mm -hmm. So we would just go to the grocery store and only load up like bread and milk, whatever could fit on Gianna essentially, mm -hmm. um, and grab meds at Walmart. Um, so we had a lot of people that would go and get groceries for us. And again, most of them were random people. Most of them, um, Marilyn, Arlita, we adopted her as our grandma came into our lives through team Jack. She helped out tremendously. So we could still go have date nights because most people end up not together after losing a child or having a child that's gone through severe medical things, because what you end up doing is only talking about that and you lose each other. Um, and we really, really, really tried during that entire process. So we still had date nights. So Marilyn would come over and watch Gianna so that we could have a break and not talk about cancer for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was super important. Um, one of my girlfriends up the street, she unfortunately has lost two children 
um, and I've known her for years and she would take Gabby to yoga on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. She would just come get her, take her, go do that, go do other activities. She swooped in and did all the t-shirts. Um, the gal that started the meal train, um, she visited us. She used to be a client of mine years ago and she moved to Omaha and she visited us at radiation. She was one of three people that came to radiation during that seven weeks and she was kind of coughing and she ended up having lung cancer. She died, um, right, right after Gigi died. Wow. So she keep, was helping us and she didn't even know she had cancer. Wow. And they're just yeah. some amazing people. If you open, like you said, oh my open to it and you really, they want help. to help. Yeah. They want right. to help. They have this nervous energy they don't know what to do with. And if you don't let them, they are like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll forget about you. Not forget about you, but just like, you, you're like, nobody's here for me. They're like, yes, they are there for you, but you just have to let them know this is what I need. Yeah. I mean, I was very blunt, you know, asking you shall receive. I was like, listen, I need somebody to get me groceries. Go get baby gate. Like I was very direct. Yeah. And what I was needing. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome because they had clarity. I had what I needed and not a bunch of stuff I didn't need. And it helped like fill in the gaps where we were struggling because to get a nurse aide to the house was almost impossible. And if you go to the hospital, they have to come back out, reassess every single time. And then it takes that much longer to get a nurse aide out to help you. Mm -hmm. So we were just like, you know what? we're just going to rely on our, our circle because this is, that was actually more stressful than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, most of the time it was just random people. <laughs> like it wasn't necessarily anybody else. Um, uh, we did lose a lot of friends though, too, because they're like, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So community is not always the people you think your community is going to be. Yeah. And for each individual hardship or thing you go through that community may change and that's okay and I talk about that a lot with Miami community I have a yes whole YouTube video on create community in 2021 mm-hmm. like do your own intentional community build with yeah. people who recognize the humanity in you like you can choose that for yourself yes Absolutely. What would you say to help so that there are like people who want to support the older sibling or the siblings like um, with Gabby, you said somebody took her to yoga and helped with her Um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, the siblings go through so much too. The siblings go through a lot. And I mean, poor girl, she got put on the back burner for sure. And I have apologized up and down and right and left with that. Um, but yeah, like a lot of people are actually pretty courteous, um, and thought a lot about the sibling situation. Mm-hmm. So if Gianna got something, Gabby might get a little something too. Um, and no joke, Gabby got to go along on all the trips and all the, she got to ride in the yellow Lamborghini too. So she got to do a lot of things that normal kids, you know, her age too, that were not going through this hardship would have never experienced either. And she's incredibly grateful for all of it too, but just people swooping in, like I said, um, her coming in and just saying, Hey, I do this yoga thing. Gabby might like it. Plus it was like good for her mental health too, because it was a physical activity. 
it's you know yoga can be very healing and what have you so that was that was really super cool um to have that but most people try to help out as much as they could or would take Gabby and go somewhere to like Marilyn would take her to lunch or mm-hmm. you know go do something yeah. to have that one-on-one conversation and two she was also that person that if you don't want to talk to your mom or dad about something whatever you're going through you can talk to me and I won't tell them and it's okay yeah. I'm your safe yeah. person mm-hmm. That's and I think you had even reached out or said something too like you've always expressed throughout our entire knowing each other like I'm also an open door yeah Mm -hmm. and you need lots of people like that too so that's great what would you say to help um, parents who are I mean it's a journey that's an individual grief journey of trauma Um, but I mean just like first of all tell me the ways that Gigi shows up in your life um well she shows up all the time for instance um on mother's day we were going to go to the holy family shrine in between lincoln and omaha it's the glass church up on the hill mm-hmm. and gabby and i forever have been wanting to go there and do that and it happened to be like a few weeks ago it was our very first educational together dealing with hair because my daughter's a hairstylist now she's 20 She's a hairstylist. She's thriving. She also bartends at Barrymore's downtown. And we went to our first education together. And as we were driving back, I was like, oh, I really want to go see that church sometime. She's like, yeah, me too. And I go, oh, well, we already missed the eggs that we can't go. We'll have to do it some other time. So yeah. then when she said, what do you want to do for Mother's Day? I was like, let's go to the Holy Family Shrine and check it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we had, we're on our way there and we're just coming around the curb just so you could see the church. I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. It's so beautiful. And there was this big obnoxious truck right next to us. And Rob starts commenting on the truck. And it was, it was a very, very (laughs) obnoxious truck. But what it did is it grabbed our attention because just as we came around the curb, the church is on the, the corner. It's mother's day. The truck pulls right in front of us and it's got black license plates. And I've never seen black license plates personally. Mm -hmm. Um, And it said June 125 and she died June 25th. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, can you be any more blunt than that? Mm -hmm. And right before we got into the Holy Family Shrine, there was a big hop. And then Gabby and I went down and we were walking around together chatting and Rob was like up on the hill and he's waving obnoxiously up on the hill, like a little kid, like, look at me, mom, look at me. And right above him is a hawk. Oh, wow. And then when we left, a hawk was in the field. So we feel her a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. So, um, I mean, there's that. Oh my gosh, she shows up so much. I, most of the stuff I actually can't talk about because it's kind of inappropriate, which is like totally how she would roll. Uh-huh. So um, Rob, Marilyn, Orlita, and my sister Cheryl. My sister Cheryl was huge in our lives. She stayed with us for the last month of Gianna's life. Actually slept on the floor because Gigi was like, Aunt Cece, you need to sleep on the floor. So slept on the floor for an entire month. Wow. Um, and helped and was so amazing. Well, we, we are on like a group thread or text and something, you know, we can kind of tell when she's showing up, Oh wow! like they'll get something, I'll get something. 
And one morning, um, <laughs> I was like, I wonder what she would be doing right now. You know, like she's 15 and whatever. And here I am going, I wonder, I wonder what she would be doing. And I wonder what, what you know, what will be going on. And every morning I get on like motivational, inspirational TikToks just to kind of get the party started. Oh, um, I'm on really struggle all the time now. Yeah, I know. I see your stuff. I'm trying like, to go viral. It it's not working out for me, but <laughs> you can give me some tips. Oh my gosh. So I, you know, I do like a mental mindset thing every single morning because I struggle with mental health. Um, and hello, I lost my daughter and my brother in six months, <laughs> you know, so there's that too. So just, you know, the constant battle of keep going. Um, so I was on TikTok and I, you know, this flashed in my head. I wonder what Gianna would be doing. And then all of a sudden this TikTok comes on and it's a rave. And this person looked exactly like Gianna, like shaved head towards the end because she was so blown up with the steroids. You couldn't really tell if she was a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. And um, you could tell this person was blind too. So the person was shaved head, just like she was, heavier set. You could tell they were blind, DJ at a gay rave. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be something she would be doing. <laughs> You know, just DJing it up again. This person was blind, but still a DJ. Having fun and supporting everyone. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, oh, that's amazing. I mean, just it's, an amazing mom, and it just speaks to your relationship with her and your faith too. That's absolutely, true. you have to believe there's something else. I mean, she knew there was. She's like, I'm going to heaven. I don't know why everybody's freaking out. Like, you know, so. Um, you know, and she's not here. It's, it's just, it's different. Yeah, it's different. And her strong instructions were to make new memories. So for me, that is the only thing I hold on to is I'm not serving her and honoring her. If I'm not doing life, yeah, I turning this into my closet and just doing it. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to be sad and miserable and in bed forever. It's okay. Yeah. You have permission. She gave you that. You have, she gave us the permission. I feel, a lot, I feel like a lot of people feel guilty if they carry on. Mm -hmm. I'm not forgetting about her. I talk about her all the time. Yep, you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got a tattoo of her on my sleeve. So people right. will even ask, which will bring it up. So I don't, I haven't forgotten her. That's the last thing. I'm celebrating her by living and doing and well, she's bossy. So if I wasn't making new memories, I'm sure she'd come and pick on me. So. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So tell us about her favorite, um, cause she went through so much in healthcare. Yes. Um, tell us about her favorite um, doctor. Her favorite doctor. Well, her favorite person, well, the MRI, MRI tech. Mm-hmm. Um, she loved the MRI tech. She made us go to her wedding and give her her, her a KitchenAid blender <laughs> was, or mixer. Mixer. I'm like those things are so expensive. <laughs> yeah. That's um, Anissa, that that was the 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 queen of all queen nurses, and everybody loves Anissa. And Anissa actually grew up around my hometown, so my sisters knew Anissa too. So we had that connection, but. 
Anissa was pretty important in our lives and um, I'm drawing a blank as our uh, physical therapist at Madonna. She loved her, loved her, gave her such a hard time every single day, but she, she loved her a lot because the, the PEDS program at Madonna is, pr is pretty cool for rehab. Um, they do some pretty cool things there. So yeah, that's awesome. Those were her top. And what about Dr. Jones? That's who I was thinking. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have so many inappropriate stories. She loved Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones um, was her surgeon for a couple different things that uh, like her chemo ports. Mm -hmm. And she just loved him. She's like, oh my God, you're just like me. I mean, just the humor between those two. We, we, we love Dr. Jones. Yeah. Thank you for bringing too. that up. I almost yeah. drew a blank. <sighs> well, and actually I just, I looked him up to see, cause he left Nebraska. So he yeah, he did. In, he's in Chicago now. So he's at the university of Chicago. I and love him. I emailed him before this. And I said that I was going to have you on this podcast and YouTube video. Yeah. And also I told him about the book and since he's at, you know, children's hospitals and seeing lots of patients, I thought Gigi would love for him to have a, a bunch of the books Absolutely. magical everywhere. So we'll find out where we can send those after he responds. And we'll send I love it. that Dr. Jones can send to, can give to hand, hand out to his patients so that he can spread Gigi's message. They had a cool connection. Um, I, I can't even describe it. It was it was cool. I well, I, I would say like, what would you think um, would be the message of Gigi's life to tell kids um, who are going through a tough time or parents who are going through a tough time as their kids are facing adversity? What is the kind of final message of her life that you want to keep going in the world? Boy, that's kind of a big, a big question because she had a very outgoing personality and I know not everybody's personality is loud mm -hmm. like I am and like she is. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Um, but you know, just ask for help, put yourself out there. Like I said earlier, be the squeaky wheel. Um, it's not obnoxious and it's not selfish if done with the right heart. Um, that was the biggest thing. I think nobody ever took it in offense when Gianna was kind of bossy about things mm -hmm. because she always had the right intentions and you could feel it. Yeah. That's kind of the biggest thing. So it's, it's not wrong to ask for help or to want something and be direct with it as long as you're doing it with all the right you know what I'm saying? All the right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the biggest thing. And I think just so many people are ashamed of doing that. And she never, ever, never regretted it. Never was sorry about it. And my sister even said to her too, you know, you're one in a million. She goes, no, I'm the one and only. And that is something that I think we all, I mean, I have to repeat that self to myself um, because I'm in a hard industry doing hair extensions and the competition's fierce and the, you know, and it's like, you know what? No, you're the one and only. And I used to be so sad too, about all the tragedy that I've been through. I'm like, nobody will want to come to me. I've been through all these things. And 
seriously, God, why am I going through all this? It just keeps happening and happening. Mm-hmm. And through a lot of self-talk, a lot of it, and a lot of most motivational and inspirational and um, God things and all these things, I have spun it. And it's like, you know what? No, I am the one and only. If you've had a loss, so have I. If you've been through a divorce and it was abusive, so have I. It's no longer a negative thing for me. It's like, you know what? I understand. I'm not saying I understand because I want to be nice. I get it. And that for a lot of people is a really true safe haven, knowing that I've been through something where we can either talk about it or not talk about it. And we just get it. Yeah. So even for Gianna, her stuff was not a negative. Whereas a lot of people be like, feel sorry for themselves. I've got cancer. This is horrible. Now I have to wear a diaper. Oh my gosh. We would put stickers on the diapers. You know, we would. Trying to find the light in the dark. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So the things in people's lives are not always a negative thing. Mm -hmm. It's just how you view it. Yeah. That is probably for me, the biggest takeaway. Mm -hmm. And I'm still trying to learn it. Um, but I had a really good teacher, so yeah. Well, let's keep spreading her magical message and encourage everybody to share the magical everywhere. It's a beautiful book and parents, grandparents, teachers, caregivers, doctors, you'll want to have it for your office. And what better way to share the magical message of Gigi and at the same time benefit child health uh, nonprofit organizations who are making uh, the world a better place for kids going through tough times so and that's like so important the fact that it's like doing two separate things like Gigi would have loved that all day long awesome she would have absolutely loved that that's amazing thank you so much Leah for sharing sharing Gigi and you know that I love you and I'll do anything I love you too babe so um thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see you next time Thank you for tuning in to the IME Community Podcast, where self-love is your superpower. The content of this podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Carla Lester and is not intended as, and shall not be understood as, a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions shared reflect the host and guest and do not represent an organization or medical group. Always seek the advice of your physician or therapist if you have concerns about your health. And please, like and subscribe to the IME Community Podcast. Share IME with your friends and go to imecommunity.com to join the member community. Don't forget to follow IME on social.